Hi, I'm Sam Hawley, coming to you from Gadigal Land. This is ABC News Daily. Since the inception of HEX, millions of Australians have been through uni using the student loan to cover their costs, repaying the government once they're in the workforce. It's a system that's stood the test of time. But with the debt being indexed in line with inflation, the bill for around 3 million Australians is climbing at the fastest rate in decades. So does the system need to change? Today, the architect of HEX on whether it's still working. I'm Bruce Chapman. I'm an Emeritus Professor of Economics at the Australian National University. Bruce, it's hard to believe, but once upon a time, a long time ago, and only for a short time, it was actually free in Australia to go to university. Yeah. The Whitlam government abolished fees in 1974. It's time to strike a blow for the ideal that education should be free. We will reassert that principle at the commanding heights of education at the level of the university And uh, what happened after that is that up until 1989, there was no charge at all. Mm. And then HECS was introduced by the Hawke government through the minister at the time, whose name is John Dawkins. When he told me that my job was to help reintroduce university fees, I was a bit frightened. I I thought it would be very unpopular. Mm -hmm. It was politically very controversial. Now, put simply, it's a pay-later scheme and uh, it uh, has the virtue of providing that you get the benefit of uh, higher education and a degree. So the HEX system is born and you're a key figure in that. You're the architect of it, really. So tell me, how did it work when it was initially set up back then? In concept, it worked pretty much the way it worked now, but the parameters were different. Mm -hmm. And the really critical point is paid later. That was a big breakthrough, that nobody had to find any money on enrolment and they only had to repay when and if their earnings as an individual were over the average earnings of all people working for pay in Australia. The first repayment threshold was in current dollars about 76000 a year. It's now about 48000 a year. And the first repayment rate was 1% of your income. John Dawkins decided to have a uniform charge, even though the costs were quite different, that people who were studying medicine, for example, or dentistry or vet science were very expensive to educate. And people who studied uh, humanities and other areas were a lot less expensive So that's the very first point, was that the first income threshold was much higher and the rate of repayment was um, 1%. Mm -hmm. Over time, though, it changed somewhat. What were the main changes that we saw? There were several main changes. The most important issue for graduates or people who are paying HEX is when you have to start paying, what income level... And as I said before, the, originally that was set at, in current dollars about 76000 a year. It's now about 48000 So that was brought down very significantly 
with the Howard government. Well, higher education will obviously have to make a contribution. Virtually confirming that new students will face bigger payments under the Higher Education Contribution Scheme, or HECS. And they also introduced differential charges. So the charges were there, they differed by discipline, and uh, it was argued or it was legislated that the people who were studying in courses where they were expected to do relatively well in the labour market, like medicine or law, for example, then attracted the highest charge and the people who were expected not to do particularly well in the labour market, that is financially, like nursing and uh, teaching, they were in the bottom tier. So they were quite important changes. But the biggest change uh, for a very long time happened quite recently under the former coalition uh, look, government. What we want to do is first make sure that we've got additional places in the system because... The government, Dan Teen was the minister brought in very radical increases in the charge for humanities, for example, political science and sociology and arts kind of courses. That more than doubled on paper. And the, the prices for students for studying what was so what the so-called STEM courses, engineering, mathematics and science, they were decreased. So the, the structure of the course of the charges changed very, very radically. We want to do philosophy. We want you to think about doing a, a language. If you're going to do ancient Greek, do, do IT with it. Just make sure that you're thinking about getting the skills that you'll need. Mm, and one other thing, of course, that changed along the way was its name. So it went from HEX to HELP. Yeah. So let's... Bruce, have a look at what's happening today because we have these Australian tax office figures that have been released and some of them are pretty staggering, showing the highest HEX help debt is $737,000. The second largest is something like half a million. Seems like rather a lot. How did that happen? How is that possible? Look, this is... <laughs> This is very strange, and uh, it came up a few years ago I, where I went on to a TV program, mm. and it, the first question I got was, do you realise that somebody out there has got a hex debt of $420,000, which won't ever be repaid, of course, and it's, isn't it your fault? That was more or less the question, <laughs> to which I said, well... You should give them a medal. It's an amazing accomplishment to get a hex debt that big. Yes. Who is this person? And apparently I was told I can't. I can't prove this, but it was alleged to be somebody who hate, who disliked the HEX system quite a lot and decided to, as a protest, to enrol in lots and lots of courses simultaneously at different universities mm. and um, amass this amazingly huge HEX debt. So maybe maybe there's a couple of them out uh, there. Still out there. But, but, but I don't want to trivialise this issue because... My view is that some of the hex debts are too big, mm. but I don't think it's a problem coming in with the undergraduate charges. If you then enrol in a postgraduate degree, like a master's by coursework, it costs about $25,000. So a year or two of those on top of your existing hex debt, and you'll be well over mm. um, a small amount. You'll be up to about $100,000. Mm, it's capped at the moment. The undergraduate courses are capped at a around 113,000. The undergraduate course is the most you can pay for one year of undergraduate at the moment is 15,000. Mm. And the vast majority are much lower than that. One of the biggest problems we seem to have now is inflation. And even though these debts are interest-free, they are indexed. So that's 
causing a problem, isn't it, for people trying to repay these debts? is now called HELP, and the current debt stands at more than $74 billion. Now, it affects 3 million graduates whose HECS debt is indexed each year by what they call the CPI. It's let me, let me explain this. It's, it is quite complicated. Mm-hmm. It works like this. So when you incur a HECS debt, the government is giving you a loan. If that loan was from a bank, you'd be paying what's called the real rate of interest on that. And the real rate of interest over t- typically would be about uh, the level of price inflation, which kind of over the last 30 years would be about 3%, plus the profit for the bank, okay, which would be about another 3% on top of that. And let me put that differently. For every year that a hex person does not repay their debt, the government is subsidising them because they're not paying any real interest above inflation. Now, with that said, there is a lot of attention being given lately to the adjustment of the debt because uh, of the inflation, and that inflation adjustment has always been there. It's been there for 35 years. I think the reason it's getting a lot of attention now is that the first time in a very long time we've got much higher in price inflation than before. Mm. If indexation is 7% and you have a $100,000 debt, your debt would go up to 107000 107000 mm-hmm. Now, the critical point about this, which you need a long-run perspective over, is that generally wages go up faster than prices. So all the wages went up at the same time as the prices went up. No one would care about this. It would be irrelevant. Now, of course, the wages haven't kept pace over the last several years. But over time, generally, wages go up faster than prices. And that's a hard point to get. But it's important that listeners uh, don't worry about their hex debt going up like this. And there's another really critical point here. Um, Some of the media have portrayed this as if it's a terrible problem right now. Well, it can't affect anything right now. And the reason it can't affect anything right now is that people repay their hex debt as a proportion of their income. The repayments are not surging. What is happening is that the debt that somebody owes has gone up, but the repayments are unchanged. And the reason is Mm. that the repayments are a given percentage of your income. So I think it's a terrible shame the way this has been presented that some hex debtors might think, oh, my God, I'm in trouble now. Nobody's in trouble now. Mm. The issue is one of fear and misunderstanding, and the Senate's now bringing a report out, more or less asking for indexation to be abolished. Like student debt is no small problem. More than three million people are impacted by this. And we have heard testimony after testimony and story after story. So the Greens, Bruce, they want to stop that indexation. They do. I have heard from so many people telling me that they would not have gone to uni if they knew that they would come out with a huge debt which would keep ballooning um, every single year. Why isn't that a good idea? Why do you need the indexation? Is it actually necessary? The reason you need it is that in the absence of the indexation, all taxpayers are paying for the opportunity cost of the debt. Because if you don't have indexation, the budget still has to cover the costs. So they then get paid Mm. for by all taxpayers. That's what will happen. There'll be a hit on the budget in some other way. And the vast majority of taxpayers do not have the huge benefit of a university degree. Mm. 
Mm. Now, it's interesting, isn't it, that this, this issue did not emerge over the last 35 years until now. Uh, even though we've always indexed it to inflation, but less than the true cost of of the of borrowing the funds. Yeah. So I think the reason is that inflation is just big. It's big at the moment. Uh, it will come down. My guess is that in a year's time, this issue's gone. Mm. The Treasurer, Jim Chalmers, of course, says he's not considering ending indexation, but the Greens, who we've mentioned, and the National Union of Students say the scheme's unsustainable and broken. Well, no, this system doesn't seem to me to be broken. We find people being afraid because of the misinformation. That's bound to be true. My suggestion for the Greens is go and have a look at other countries. There are two other types of countries. The one who don't charge anything, they have small systems. The poor don't get into their public universities because they haven't got the money to finance it. Or go to the other countries that charge and have student loans that look like the United States where people have default and terrible repayment hardships. I really would like the Greens to take some time to compare our system with all other alternatives and then to convince us that it's, it's in bad shape. Professor Bruce Chapman is the architect of the HEX system. The Greens are also pushing for a rise to the minimum repayment income. This episode was produced by Veronica Appap, Flint Duxfield, Sam Dunn and Chris Dengate, who also did the mix. Our supervising producer is Stephen Smiley. I'm Sam Hawley. ABC News Daily will be back again tomorrow. Thanks for listening. You've been listening to an ABC podcast. Discover more great ABC podcasts, live radio and exclusives on the ABC Listen app.